0: Hello and welcome to SMA Talks, the podcast. My name is Ayodeji Saraki, and I'm really excited. I'm excited to to, to be back, to have this podcast with y'all. To my avid listeners over time, thank you very much for being patient with me, for your understanding, and for sticking with SMA Talks, the podcast. Today's topic is going to be titled, Africa, Youth, and Society. Um, believe you me, I have the perfect guest to discuss this topic with. Is none other than my friend, my brother, my colleague. His name is Abdoumoumin A.D.D. E. Now, in case you don't know, Abdoumoumin is a civil engineer, a youth and community development advocate, is a research and policy development expert with major focus on youth political inclusion. In the year 2019, he was awarded Outstanding Youth of the Year by Ideal Youth in Lagos. And just recently, in 2021, he was listed as one of the most influential youth in Lagos by the Lagos State Youth Parliament. Currently, he is a nominee to the Nigerian Youth Parliament representing Lagos Central Senatorial District. Wow, only one man. (laughs) <laughs> so, this shows you that my guest is more than qualified to discuss this topic. So, ADD, at the moment, please tell me, has this been for you so far?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's very dear to my heart because, um, I mean, it's a major role for me to take the issues that bother young persons in Lagos Central Senatorial Districts, from Etiosa to Lagos Island, Apapa, Suruleri, Lagos Mainland, you know, to the national front. We have our, our national representatives, but then these people do not really speak up the issues that concerns the youth. They just speak on general issues. So for us, it's an opportunity to project the issues that affect the young people at this um constituency to the national front
0: true i hope and pray that you know you guys you, you and your other colleagues at the um, nigerian youth parliament i mean are able to do quite a bit for um the nigerian youth and you know young people across the country oh, yes thank you yeah so um today's topic is going to be africa youth and society you of all people know that the number of population the number of youth population in africa i mean we have more than enough i mean according to um african development bank statistics um africa's africa has has nearly um have a billion half a billion youth aged 15 to 35 years and one third are unemployed and even discouraged then another third are vulnerable employed and only one in six is in wage employment. So so if if we hear such statistics, I mean it's heartbreaking that we have half a billion youth on this continent, Africa, and most of them are unemployed. The ones that are employed uh, are the wage the wage is not enough, you know, and most of them are even vulnerable to hunger, to insecurity, insurgents, for example, like in in the case of Nigeria, you know, what's happening in Ethiopia, what's happening in several other African countries. So what, what do you think, do you think the government, you know, the African leaders so far are trying their best for the youth? What do you think the African leaders are doing, in your view, to help, you know, alleviate, the insecurity and the um, unemployment in Africa?
1: Well, Deji, you you see, the issue is that... First, I need to talk about who are these leaders? Mm. Do you refer to the political leaders, Mm. the traditional leaders, the religious leaders, or the economic leaders, like the business leaders? We need to clearly understand this. So not any one of them is exempted from this yeah. issue. So if you are looking at it from the political leader's perspective, I think we may not be able to, to really get to the root of the matter. But definitely they are not doing enough. You know, they are not doing enough. They are not being proactive. They are not being deliberate. You know, um, I don't know how exactly it's best to describe the African leaders. But there's a joke that we make sometimes that, oh, all African leaders belong to the same WhatsApp group, so <laughs> they just do the same thing, you know. Yeah. But it's it's really sad. Half a billion youth on the continent, that's like a gunpowder, sitting on a gunpowder. Exactly. You know. Um, I know the
0: beautiful phrase that we use, youth are the future of tomorrow. Mm. Why would you call some mm. set of people future of tomorrow when you have not empowered them for what tomorrow will be? You know, you have to give them the tools, you have to give them the right training, education. Um, they have to, you have to create a system of fairness and justice that they understand right from wrong properly. Mm-hmm. You know? So if that's the kind of future we desire, we want a good Africa, we want a good future. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so ironical. So why are we not doing what we need to do? And the most annoying thing, we know what to do to empower this youth. And we are, we are not doing that.
1: You see, one, one of the issues we have in Africa is that we have not explored our indigenous um, potentials yeah. and talents. Because of our history of colonization,
0: yeah.
1: most times when the world is moving on very quickly, yeah. we tend to pay more attention in resolving some of the issues that the colonialists have brought upon us. therefore we struggle to catch up with the rest of the world it's a very serious issue exactly because the colonialists have sort of taken away all the things that are indigenous to us you know africa as as a as a continent is we are full of tribes yes you know so it's just who we are i mean we are tribe tribal people and then we go by that I don't yes. think that should be an issue for us.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it was an issue because, I mean, according to Professor Lumumba, for example, mm-hmm. he was arguing, he argued beautifully when he said, "Africa, African Africans know how to handle their tribes properly. Yes. I mean, when you look at the continent Africa and if you even want to, um, zoom properly and look at Nigeria, for example, we have mm-hmm. all sorts of tribes mm-hmm. and we cohabit perfectly. Mm-hmm. So, if you go to the typical European country, for example, um, Norway typically com- comprises of Norwegians. Yes. Finland is full of Finnish people. English, mm-hmm. English people. Poland, Polish people. German, mm-hmm. German. Mm-hmm. You know? And why did that happen? Because they also have tribes. And you see some country as tiny as um, I, I stand as just one of our small communities here, mm-hmm. do you understand, called a country in Europe, because they can't cohabit with one another, but at least Africa has been able to be, 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 be forward-thinking and be more diverse, so we, we have been able to handle diversity well, you know, when it comes to that. Yeah. So is, you, because you
1: we We have tribes within a nation, mm. you know, so all the tribes come together to form a nation, which is a good thing. So, the issue of young people in Africa mm. is really disheartening. Um, there are lots of policies. Policies are not a problem that we have on the continent. It's just deliberate actions to put in place these things and make them work. You know, so... I mean, have a billion young people.
0: Exactly. It's never
1: um, a curse. It's a yes. blessing wasting to be honest. Yeah. Because for every one of these young persons that jackpot in quotes mm-hmm. and move to europe or move to asia to america they become a blessing to those people
0: yeah so i wanted to even touch on that thank god you brought us the jackpot so for those of you listening jackpot is a term used in nigeria currently to like seek a better life more like to leave the country and seek for prosperity somewhere else so to leave so you hear slang like, I want jackpot, or when you they jackpot, you know, when are you leaving? So, you know, many young people, I mean, I have quite a number of friends that have jackpots, you know, they have left to several countries, North America, Europe, you know, and the likes. And you see that they're doing beautifully well in terms of whatever job they're doing. Because here, those communities, for example, have had some form of structure, they they have well um, working institution that they have been able to build over time. So for example, there's more, let's say, fairness compared to Africa in terms of the job market. So because of that, they have more access to jobs and resources and, you know, gadgets to properly learn, train, equipment and all of those things. Thereafter, staying back over the developing the country, the so-called white man's country. Mm-hmm. And before now, usually when you hear, we didn't have a term for that. We didn't we didn't we didn't call it Jakba. You see people leaving the country, Africans leaving the African continent, to go and learn and come back to Africa, come back to whatever country they're from to bring their expertise, whatever they have learned, to work together in their country and develop it forward but now that the case is different people go and their intention is to run away completely what, what do you think about that dynamism what do you think about that because when you leave i am not trying to come back to to you know contribute your expertise into your community that you left behind you know some form of um volunteering mentorship you know even getting involved in, in innovation you know, creating things. I mean, someone put it well when the person said, "Where we have more problems is where there are greater solutions. Is where there's more money to be made." So the irony: young Africans are leaving Africa. White rich men are coming to Africa to come and exploit because they know that this is where the money is. So how can we see the potential? in Africa as young people? How do you think we can see that?
1: Well, the thing is uh, so when the colonialists came and then left we were taught something called transfer technology or transfer innovation whereby you don't have to look at what is peculiar to you and your community Mm. instead you just go abroad, you learn and then you go import that knowledge directly even though that is good in terms of um, sharing of intelligence sharing of ideas Mm -hmm. across the globe we also need to look inwards for our own indigenous solutions to our problems you know so the problem then was that when a lot of people went overseas to learn, to get educated and then they came back to Africa a a larger part of Africa they were not appreciated, their ideas were not appreciated Uh, they they felt, oh I have so much more to offer but the the environment is not like conducive Conducive enough enough, so then they be like oh, but these people over there sort of cherish the ideas that they've learned from them and then the one they brought from Africa. Mm. Do you understand? So they tend to like want to retain them in those places. I've Mm. heard series of um, stories about Africans that are not even allowed to come back home because the people in the West particularly feel, oh, if this person gets to go back home we are going to lose a lot. You know, we're going to lose um, an expert and all of those things. So, we just have to make our, our environment conducive. We have to make it conducive for young persons to grow, to explore their ingenuity, you know, and then develop solutions that are peculiar to our problems on our soil.
0: Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. Oh, so, let's look at society, for example now we are approaching for example in Nigeria we are approaching the 2023 general elections and Nigeria has more youth population than aging or or aged population and this election is going to be in 2023 Mm -hmm. do you think in your view African young Africans are ready to really change the society Because I often say that The truth is Whether we like it or not We're in a democratic system mm-hmm. And in a democratic system Democracy works That's what you have chosen As a nation to adopt mm-hmm. And the only way You can change a government Is through your votes Your participation mm-hmm. Using your PVCs To go to the polling unit And vote so do you think young Africans are ready to use their energy, their capability? This is not just, you know, um, um, doing activism. Uh-huh. This is about actionable, you know, something actionable. Uh-huh. Stepping out, going to the ballot. So how do you think Africans can galvanize now looking at Nigerian youth as an example, can galvanize themselves properly, because we are both youth too. Uh-huh. You know? So, how do you think we can galvanize ourselves properly, and make sure that 2023 comes, we have progress, we have better, um, not just better candidates to present in political parties, but we are able to influence change with our with our PVCs.
1: Thank you, Deji. Um, so let me have a flashback. Some months ago, I was on call with some young African leaders who are mostly um, aspirants. Yes. In their respective countries, we belong to the same um, platform called um, Common Futures Conversations mm-hmm. Forum. You know, an offshoot of the Chatham House London. Um, as an institution you know it's one of the programs um of Chatham House, london and we were all talking about political inclusion yeah. we had someone from south africa from malawi from kenya and from nigeria and, and i think one other country we were all talking about the the obstacles for young political um, persons yeah. in these countries and we all came to a single conclusion what is the mindset of the voter hmm. so it's not about oh young persons contesting a lot of young persons try to contest elections they get the platform to contest but then they do not they hardly get the votes hmm. you know so this brings me to the fact that africans and young people generally are not homogeneous let me be specific to africa so we are not homogeneous yes yes We have different experiences, we have different needs, we have different wants wants and all those things. Different way we view the world. Yes, that actually sum up um, our approach to things. So take for instance in Nigeria, someone in the far north would not see things the same way someone in the the south South, would see things. So we would always have clashes. Rather than we having clashes... Let's just understand and focus on our community, knowing that we do not we are not in another community, we do not know what they experience. Let's just focus on what is peculiar to our community, even though we know there are things that nationally bind us together. So, when we take the ones that are peculiar to us, we now look at so what binds us together. Then, when we want to talk at a national level, we focus more on what binds us together. Yes, right. So, as far as the 2023 election is concerned. As a researcher now, I can tell you that young persons say they have apathy in politics. Mm. But we are not asking ourselves, I exactly, what exactly are the means of political participation? You see, for every political news or news you share about political leaders online, you are participating in politics. So you sure. need to watch what you share online. Sure, absolutely. Because if you share divisive, divisive, divisive. yes. Mm. Um, comment it's it's going to be that way you're you're going to keep dividing everybody mm. if you share things that are authentic yes. verified news you are also helping the system it doesn't have to be for or against the leaders it doesn't matter but just make sure whatever you're sharing is the truth even though it's the truth the way you share it also goes a long way you know so that's one part mm. We are talking about politics here, Deji. There are so many countries where people cannot talk about politics. I can tell you that for free. True. If you go to African homes, Nigerian homes, you find people able to talk about politics freely. Freely, Mm -hmm. without Mm -hmm. any obstruction. It's a means of political participation because you're building political awareness. Mm -hmm. You're sharing political ideas.
0: But but how do we take more responsibility? So, for example, now, there's a fundamental... um, um nationalist Uh mindset that we should have as Uh Nigerians. we should be loyal and respect the idea Uh and the country Uh called nigeria Uh which part of doing that is voting Uh is participating in politics you can't change something you're not part of Uh you understand you can't be on the outside it is not we versus them Mm-hmm. You know, we are all Nigerians. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of my brother's favorite lines. You know, it is not you against us. Mm-hmm. We are together in this. So both the so-called politicians and the so-called African youth are all Nigerians. Mm-hmm. So how do young people now get involved mm-hmm. and stop seeing the the, 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 the the politics and leadership and participation as... It is their thing. Uh-huh. Do it. We are always waiting for... It's almost like young people are waiting for a disaster to happen. Uh-huh. And say, oh, I knew it. I said it. This is what will happen. This is what they did. You know, uh-huh. always the negatives. How do we be part of the process and get involved? Because I strongly believe that nobody's going to fully give you a table. Nobody's going to say, oh, yeah, just come and sit down. And, you know, nobody's going to tell you that. You have to take yourself in. Uh-huh. How do you strategically take yourself in? Uh-huh. You know, what, how do we get this mindset change? Because I'm, 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 I believe you are um, a very perfect person for this topic. I mean, because as one of the nominee for the Nigerian Youth Parliament, uh-huh. I know that the tenure the, the lasts for about two years. Yes. Right? So I believe that's enough time for you young people now in the Nigerian Youth Parliament because mm-hmm. you are from all over the 36 states of the Federation mm-hmm. which shows you we run a Federation Yes. how do we ensure that young people are really part of the process participate
1: okay so I'll still continue from what I was saying about the processes of participation mm. I spoke about posting online like political information I talked about talking about politics in the homes. Mm. now campaigning for political parties or politicians is a means of participation because for every time you throw your weight behind a certain person it means you're forming a team with that person so it's one thing for that person to then bring you on board later on which happens most of the time be it committee be it um, an appointment is a means of participation now coming to the real deal which is the popular one contesting for elections and also voting how many young persons vote in nigeria young persons hardly vote in nigeria you know
0: and that's a problem
1: we hardly vote in that's Nigeria, even though we are the ones who hold the power to determine the future which i'm using this opportunity to call on young persons to say the power belongs to you in 2023 yeah. use it wisely you know um young persons are not voting mm-hmm. quote unquote people say ah, young persons have lost um interest they've lost trust in the process whenever people tell you do not give up be resilient keep going it doesn't refer to just your career it also refers to bringing the change you want to see so if young persons go out in 2023 to vote and they feel old they were not able to get their choice to power because like i said young persons are not homogeneous a part of the young persons are voting for this person another part is voting for this person Make sure you don't give up. The next election, go back to that polling unit. Spread your ideals further. You know, then return to the polling unit. Vote. Ensure that you count your votes. Keep doing that. Even if you do that five times, the fact that you keep doing that means that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Let me also add that young, being a youth is not an heritage. Is not... Is <laughs> not... And entitlement. It's a face most human beings will pass through in life. Yeah. So the young person of, say, 20, 25, 26, today, in the next 10 years, <laughs> is no longer a young person, you know, according to the policies that we have. Even though you may yeah. be youthful, but you, you are not necessarily a youth. So it means that whatever you need to do now, do it and move on. Then let's make sure that the next set of young persons that imagine and coming on board also sustain that spirit, Hmm. that not dying spirit, that desire for change. Because what we've seen in Nigeria most times is, when our parents they lost hope after the June 12, there was a lot of apathy, which we are now trying to to overcome. You know, there are situations where you want to
0: You know, for the listeners. What do you mean by June 12th? So, just quickly, briefly. yeah, June
1: 12th is one that goes down in the history of Nigeria as a time when Nigerians came out to vote for the true president, which, which we all believed in, which was uh, Chief M.K.O. Abiola you know, in 1993. And then the election was annulled by the then military government led by um, General Ibrahim Babagida. So, it's one that goes down in yeah. the history of Nigeria. Um, so in overcoming that apathy, um, we just need to be conscious, participate mm. consciously. When you talk about the Nigerian Parliament, the Ni- National Youth Council of Nigeria, you see, those are instruments of political inclusion. I'm talking as a researcher now again. Those are instruments of political inclusion. You have National Association of Nigerian Students. You have National Union of Enugu Students. I don't know if that is what it's called. I know we have National Union of Lagos State Students. Even in Lagos, each local government, each community has its own student association, for which gives them a front to interface with their representative. So if you walk up to um, your representative and you tell them, oh, I'm, I'm the president, I'm a member of um, National Union of Lagos Island Students, you know, you know, it's, it's a sub, sub of the exactly. general one exactly. they give you audience when that leader in that constituency wants to make a decision it sends that association an invitation to the table so what do young people bring to the table a lot of us just want personal things we do not bring the issues that concerns all of us to the table most of the time we just you know, want national things and then even the leaders that are not ready to work in the first place when once they see that you are ready to compromise they just ride on that and then in the uh, end, uh, it's what uh, they
0: want I like you to us there, so let's I think it would be nice to end on that issue of corruption. Mm-hmm. so I would like you to listen to what Professor Lumumba said when he was being asked just just listen
2: I mean, we as you always say the youths are the leaders of tomorrow. What is the impression what do you what kind of impression do you get about? young people's approach to fighting corruption (laughs) you know there was a time when i believed naively of course that the next generation is the generation that will be slightly better than our generation but i'm quite clear in my mind that holding all factors constant the younger generation is in my view even more dangerous to africa oh dear because they have learned From the older generation, remember the age old saying that when mother cow is chewing curd, baby cow, namely the calf, is watching very keenly. The next generation of Africans is waiting for the opportunity to be thieves. And a recent survey in Kenya demonstrated that over 40% of young people think that there is nothing wrong with corruption. The only thing that they think is wrong is to be arrested and that the only thing that you must do is to avoid being arrested. And I'm quite certain that if a survey were to be conducted in Nigeria, many young Nigerians would love to be in the opportunity, in the situation where they can steal. So that people condemn corruption sometimes not because they hate it, but because they themselves don't have the opportunity to be corrupt.
0: Those were strong words there from Prof Mumba. So today, what do you think about what he said? Well,
1: he is correct. Mm. He is correct, considering every available evidence for us. So I'd like to refer to a Chatham House report um, compiled by um, Dr. Hoffman and Dr. Patel. This was about corruption in Nigeria from the norms perspective. So, in summary, it says that it's not that Nigerians do not know that corruption is bad. We just do not know the effects it has on us. Hmm. You know, and then sometimes... I, tr-
0: I, trust, I trust Nigerians. Do, they are feeling it. But still... We don't...
1: We, but we keep doing it. We, we keep doing, doing it. Doing so, this, so. This. so um, for young hmm. persons, it's because we did not meet a system that works hmm. on our arrival at birth so we just find a system where everybody is trying to navigate. Uh, but through. is that
0: not why I was speaking on the responsibility? Where do we take responsibility for our own actions and say I'm a party to this problem? Mm-hmm. Where do we where do we see ourselves that you too are a problem? Because you are aiding and abetting mm-hmm. this corrupt practice, mm-hmm. injustices that is happening, mm-hmm. social instability, mm-hmm. fraud, mm-hmm. you know, and all of those things. Mm-hmm. So where do we see that I I am part of the problem and for us to solve this problem, we all need to change, we all need to have a different mindset. Mm-hmm. Where do we see that? Because it's just, like I said, we versus them, we blame other people. So when the roads are bad, for example, or the rails, we don't have rails, we say, oh, they have come to spoil the rails again. Who are they? They are young people like you and I. Now, when to do those things? So, where do we take responsibility as youth?
1: You see, it takes conscious effort to take responsibility. There is no single way to do this. We all, as young persons that are forward thinking, we just have to keep echoing this to our colleagues, to our fellow young Nigerians that hey, we are all responsible for whatever this country becomes, regardless of what the people in the past have done. It's never too late redirect to take a new step you know so um it it starts from the home if you you care to know it starts from the home because even these leaders we have they all first come from the community They, they didn't drop from heaven you know so they come from the community and then we have to take conscious effort let me refer back to what i said earlier when i said that we need to begin to look at what is peculiar to us as a community because we have over 300 tribes in Nigeria you know, different communities at which which have different beliefs and therefore different expectations, you know, different realities. Let's all first, from the micro that the smaller community um, focus on what is peculiar to you don't be looking at what is happening in Kaduna from Lagos and say oh, Nigeria is this look at what is happening in Lagos to Lagosians, and look at and conclude that, oh, this is the reality of Sorry, Lagosians. Sorry,
0: peculiarity. Focus on peculiar problems, yes. peculiar solutions. Yes, you know?
1: yes, exactly. Because if you're looking at what is happening in Kaduna, and then you're thinking it's affecting you in Lagos, you will keep boiling, you'll keep getting unnecessarily angry, you know, and then the hatred comes in, and then you always want to override the people of Kaduna, the people of Harcourt, the people of Asaba, all those things. But when you are sure of what is peculiar to you, you are able to quickly, quickly mobilise to tackle that issue. The people in Kaduna see what is peculiar to them; they are quickly able to tackle that issue without trading blames and saying, "Oh, the people in Kaduna are responsible for the crisis in Lagos," which
0: is. two different uh, and then we bring religion into it and then we begin to bring bring, um, tribes into it ethnicity exactly class exactly and all modes of oppression (laughs) yes all things that divide us exactly (laughs) so so
1: we begin to forget the real issues and we begin to look at people who are naturally different you know so when we look at those issues that are peculiar to our communities Then, we now discover the ones that are similar to us across the Federation, Mm -hmm. nationally, you know, and then we begin to to address those. So let me me, me quickly include this on a final note by saying that I know my leaders. Mm -hmm. My leaders do not necessarily um, become your leaders. If I am going to count my leaders, I will start by mentioning my counsellor, not even my councillor, the chairman of my CDA. It's, it's that organized, surprisingly. Our leadership system is that organized. It's just citizenship participation that we need. So when I want to count my leaders, I start from my councillor, the chairman of my local government, my house of assembly member, my house of representative member, my senator, my governor, then the president that binds us all together.
0: Your legislators? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah so so
1: before I get to the president that binds us all together you will find out that most of my problems must, must have been solved along the line when I explore these other leaders mm-hmm. and I'm, then the president has just very little to do basically it's just like a face of the nation and then you know but because of our history there seems to be a, a, a sort of need for restructuring of some things. You know, but the major restructuring we need is the restructuring of our minds.
0: What a final, what, what a beautiful way to, to put an end to it. So the restructuring we need is the restructuring of our minds. Yes. So I hope and pray that we get to that point and not just by prayer, we have to be actionable enough of talking. I, I'm actually trust me, I'm actually tired of talking, even if I'm running a podcast. You know, I want action. I want action. Mm. Um, Abdomomine ADD. We have been speaking to Abdomomine ADD. Um, It's been lovely speaking to you as a friend, um, as a colleague. It's always nice to get your insights, you know, and talk to you on such issues like this. So what are we looking forward to? Anything you're doing that we should know that we should follow?
1: Well, just tomorrow, I'm going to be hosting um, an event. Um, for to mobilize young persons mm-hmm. for political participation, you know, then, um, um also, mm-hmm. I have I'm, I'm the lead of the planning committee of the African Future Leaders Summit, which mm-hmm. is coming up at the end of this month, mm-hmm. and um, so, there's, so there's a lot yeah. of things lined up in terms yeah. of I trust business you, you're always
0: busy, mm-hmm. and um, so we'll. I'll I'll share your handle To a lot of our listeners I know they will love to Catch up with you And African youth You have heard it You've heard it from From myself You've heard it from Abdomoumin EDD, Who is currently Nominee to the Nigerian Youth Parliament Representing Lagos Central Senatorial District Here in um, Here in Nigeria Which is in Africa Obviously And on that note I say
2: Bye for now Let's see at work